And you're unconscious. And then, oh, you wake up, and then you look around, and things look different. And you see people around you that you don't recognize. You see, you look over, and you see there's a little gnome, this little guy with his little hat and his brim and his purple eyes. And you look over, and you see this girl is a six-foot, seven-foot demon girl. Podcast Junkies, episode 154. Welcome back. My name is Harry Duran, host of said show thank you so much for joining us first time listeners and those that have been there from episode one i know there's some of you that fall into that category and i am always eternally grateful and given that we are in the holiday season this is one of the last few ones of the year and there's a lot to be grateful for it's been an interesting year for my business uh, for my podcast and I think 2017 has been the year of uh, learning lessons, I think, um, and understanding how I can grow both as a podcaster and as an entrepreneur. So first off, thanks to my family, my wife, Natalie, our dog, Disco, and through the ups and downs of this show, their support has been incredibly helpful. In January, it'll be two years that I'll be doing my business full-time as well. So there's so many interesting things that have happened, so many amazing connections I've made over the years. And I just want to take this moment to thank you, the regular listeners, uh, for coming along on this journey. I know this uh, intro might be a little bit longer than usual, but I, I'm speaking to you directly, you listening right now. Thank you so much for being part of the Podcast Junkies family. Thank you for allowing me to share these amazing conversations over the past year with these podcasters. Some of them are veterans. Some of them have been doing it 10 years plus, And some uh, have been doing it for a couple of uh, months. And I'm excited because they both uh, show the, the, the gamut of, of the experience that is uh, podcasting. I felt like I was going to use the word diaspora but I don't think I'm using it correctly, so I'm not. <laughs> Diaspora, sorry. Um, so I, I hope you had an equally fulfilling year uh, as a podcaster or as a podcast fan, and I hope you've got some great things planned for the new year. So uh, happy holidays to all. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate, uh, wherever it is that you find yourself in these next couple of weeks, I hope you're in the company of loved ones um, and you recharge and energize yourself to start the new year off uh, amazingly well. I'm excited about the things that we've got planned and uh, there's some interesting guests that are going to kick off the new year that uh, only could have happened through my podcast. So uh, I'm really excited to bring those to you. So in case you missed last week, we spoke to Eric Trules. Uh, formerly Professor Eric Jules, and who likes to be known as Trules, and uh, he's the host of E Travels with E Trules, and I got to play a little snip. I actually played the whole episode of uh, one of his episodes from his podcast at the end of mine last week. So ha if you haven't heard it, it's uh, it's amazing. It's podcastjunkies.com slash one fifty three. That's our interview followed by his episode, and I've been getting a lot of good feedback, and I love introducing great podcasters uh, to this family because I just am fascinated by just the gamut of podcasting that's out there. I, I connected with someone who has a 
bird watching podcast and uh, she's agreed to come on the show. <laughs> we literally connected on Twitter. I was just fascinated by the idea of that. Uh, I got I caught a little snippet of it. She plays um, recordings of the birds and it was so meditative when I was listening to it. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, this week we speak to David Steele. David and I met at uh, MapCon and uh, you'll, you'll notice a trend there. A lot of great people coming out of that, that meeting at MapCon and David was no different. Uh, we have a, a great conversation. We talk about how he turned to podcasts as a source of information early on. We share a mutual love of DJing, and that's always something I love talking about. There's this interest his kids had in board games, which introduced him to the world of D&D, otherwise known as Dungeons and & Dragons. And that's the origin story for Quest for Magic and Steel. It's very interesting because it's a way for him to uh, bond closer with his kids. And it's great because they're now included in the podcast production. And now he's got a new show called Arc City. We talk about how he started there and how it's different. Um, and, and the work that he's doing with uh, actors, uh, voice actors for that show as well. We talk about his podcast workflow, and we do get a little insight into the first season of, uh, of Arc City. He's got a couple of uh, sci-fi book recommendations, and he talks about where he draws his inspiration from. So always a wide-ranging conversation with my guests, and this week is no different. This episode is brought to you by Podbean. Head on over to podbean.com slash podcast junkies to sign up for a new hosting account. And if you do, let me know. And what I'm doing as we wrap up the year is offering a free hour of coaching for anyone that signs up through Podbeam. If you have any questions, uh, I'll be more than happy to, to walk you through it. But Podbeam is great. It's got all the features you need for podcasting. It's got website builders, a fully featured podcast site, unlimited storage and bandwidth, search engine optimized, reliable cloud hosting. You can even get your own domain and, and branding if you'd like, uh, and plans start as low as $9 a month. So can't say enough good things about the partnership I have with Podbeam, and I'm super honored that they're continuing to be a supporter of the show, podbean.com slash podcast junkies. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where I reveal this week's retention hashtag. Have fun. This is going to be a nice conversation. A nice conversation. Who says that? This is going to be... <laughs> A rip-roaringly fun conversation with my friend David. Oh yeah, I don't know if anyone puts Easter eggs at the end of their intros, but I just realized I had the fan on <laughs> for most of that intro, but it was good stuff, so I'm not going to record it. But I just want you to know that I was aware. See you on the other side. So David Steele, host of uh, Quest for Magic and Steel and Arc City, thank you so much for joining me on Podcast Junkies. It is my pleasure to be here, sir. <laughs> So uh, uh, listeners will know the drill, uh, a little bit of context. Uh, we met at MapCon, and yes. uh, I always harp on the importance of getting out there in the real world. Um, I don't know at what age you're, start, you, you're allowed to not use the IRL <laughs> that, or emojis, but I think that's always funny. But it's, it makes sense. Like We can't always hide or, or, or stay in our houses and stay behind screens at some point. If we, we do want to engage with the podcasting community, we got to get out there. We got to go to conferences. We got to go to meetups. And I'm wondering if you've had the same experience. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to, uh, what is it, Podcast Movement is the one coming up in Philly for the first yes. time. Because yes. that's where I'm from, the Philadelphia area. Perfect. And I'm real excited because MapCon is the only one that I've been to. And I just now I want to go to every one. I just I don't have the money to go all over the country. But yeah, I love it. I mean, just I went there. I was a brand new podcaster two years ago. 
went to that and I was just amazed with all the cool people, just even just sitting in, like I learned a lot before I started, but just going there, meeting with other fellow peers, it was amazing. And, um, I mean, yeah, I had even meeting you late this year, uh, cause I've been listening to your show. And before that it was Dave Jackson. I was listening to his show and I was like, it was like starstruck. Oh my God, it's him. That's funny. You know, seeing these people in person. So what, what's your earliest recollection of lis- listening to or being aware of the podcasting medium? Oh, yes. This is a great story I love to tell. Um, so here I am. I drive a lot for work. I have an iPhone. I've had it since I th- the second inter- iteration. Uh, iteration. That iteration, that's the <laughs> word. Uh, I knew it was wrong, but yeah, good. Uh, so I had it, whatever it was, 3S or whatever had came after the, the first three. Um, and... Uh, I got into jailbreaking it and learned how to use it. And I was pretty tech savvy, that kind of stuff. But I never heard of podcasts and I know it wasn't on it originally. So uh, I always hated regular radio anyway from the get. And when I drive, I would listen to audiobooks. I'd have CDs, you know, um, I'd have my little MP3 player um, and I would just constantly listen to audiobooks and maybe some commercial free radio. Uh, got uh, Sirius Satellite when that came out, that kind of stuff. Then one day I'm following a band. It was uh, Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. And I happened to click on a link on, on my phone, looking on the website. And there was an interview thing where they have them live in the, in the studio at some radio station. And it was a link to the, you could listen to the show. So I clicked it. It opened up this iTunes podcast thing. I'm like, what is this? I was kind of scared because I'm like, iTunes, every time I've gone in there, they charge you. You know, I've bought music on there. And I'm thinking, well, I don't want to pay for it. I mean, it's not that you know, exciting. So anyway, I clicked on it. It was free. I started listening. And then this podcast player had opened up in it. Whatever year that was, I guess it was, I don't know, maybe 2014 mm-hmm. or 15, somewhere around there. And uh, I was amazed. And then I started searching. I'm um, just, oh, my God, look at this. And there was just everything, all these podcasts about everything you could think of. And it was just I started downloading a bunch of stuff and I subscribed. I just started figuring out, you know, hands on. And I just fell in love with it. And that's all I listen to now. So but around that time, my daughter was playing uh, her and her, her boyfriend. And uh, we always play tabletop games. And they started playing D&D. It was new to them. And I never played. Coming up, growing up in the 80s, uh, I always heard about it, but I never played it. And so I said, hey, how come we don't play that? So we started playing uh, D&D at home, mm-hmm. a little session. So then, of course, because I just started listening to podcasts, hey, let me search D&D because I'm a noob. And let me learn how to play it and learn all the rules. So I found a couple shows on there. And the one I have to shout out that was my original was um, Critical Hit. It's not the popular Critical Role. It was Critical Hit was the original guys. And uh, they taught me how to play. I, and I downloaded every show, went back to their first show, wow. and they've been doing it for a while. And I know they had like, I don't know, 100 and something shows um, that were already on there. And it was just a blast learning. So that, that and I'm going to keep on talking, I apologize. But yeah, that's how I got started and fell in love with it. And then that just rolled into, hey, we can do a podcast. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, good points that you brought up there and what's interesting is the fact that when you wanted to get more information you immediately thought of this new medium that you had discovered podcasting why was that uh well i mean that's actually anything when i do things um, I search everything. I have audio books. I'll go look for books. I go into my Kindle and I'll search out books in the library or Barnes and Noble, whatever is online. And I, that's, I try to soak up as much uh, information as I can. So one of the things was when I started going into podcasting or searching podcasts, I noticed that there was all these shows. I typed in podcasts. I found these podcasts. I think the first one I found was uh podcaster studio. It was uh, Ray Ortega's show. Yeah. 
And then that led me to finding everybody else, you know, in this medium. And so I realized, you know, this little, I mean, I, I, I got into the iTunes podcast player and, um, what are they called? Apple podcast now mm-hmm. they call it, I think, right? So I just, by searching in there, I, I figured out how to work it. Cause it's, it's a little clunky, especially for a noob, you know, but I'm technically savvy. I mean, I've been into PCs, computers, I've had Macs and, you know, I've taken them apart, I repair them, do websites. So, you know, I kind of had a general handle on how to get into those things. Um, so I got in the app and I figured it out and I found a little search bar and I realized you could type in anything, any word, any subject, um, comedy, sports, any genre and, and find things. And this, it's just natural for me how I did that. And, uh, so I started searching for D and D and that, that's how I found, uh, these shows. Have you, I didn't, I didn't check, uh, cause you know, the two f- searchable fields in iTunes are the, the title and the author. So I don't. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, I know, I know when I ser- like I've tested it searching for my show. Okay, I've done it. I've searched for D and D, and mine comes up because okay. I just have I guess the SEO right. I have it in my title. Good. And, uh, and but searching for names, I never did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do tell people if they're looking for my show, just type magic and steel, and it, it pops up. But yeah, yeah I I just never um, like I didn't even know any of the shows, so it was just searching by um, the genre or whatever I was looking for and found those shows luckily do you find that you're able to consume more content because of the nature of it being audio and it's very mobile and sort of on the go oh with no doubt i mean that is my preferred um thing uh video you know my kids are on the youtube and you know it's like even i love youtube i mean if i'm down and sitting in my desk you know if i want to search it's amazing that world of youtube you know oh my gosh i want to know how to do this i have to put a new uh, screen on my laptop it just broke but boom youtube tells me how to do it i'm ripping apart ipads and my iphone i crack the screen it's amazing just like whoop, and then step by step instructions it's crazy yeah. anything you want to do you know um you know, plumbing in the house whatever i forgot something how do you do that again just look it up on youtube uh yeah, amazing. So, but that time of video, I'm always on the run. You know, driving a lot for work, the audio um, uh, medium is just fantastic. I love it, love it. And so, um, what what were some of the challenges you were ex- experiencing when you first started? I think it's April 2016 when you started the show. How did you know what to do? Because you know, there's there's obviously <laughs> there's obviously podcasts mm-hmm. about podcasting as well. So I'm wondering if that's the path. Yes. You oh, totally. Um, I just, uh, before I even thought about it, I mean, I've always done uh, audio um, just since high school. I've, I was in a band singing. I had my own PA, transferred that to a DJing. I got it to a small mobile kit. Um, then when I stopped DJing, I started getting a voiceover, and that's a whole other story. But so I made a little studio, a little private studio, sound, you know, not soundproof, but sound dampened. Mm-hmm. And so I could do my, have my nice condenser mic. And with that, too, I read books about it, and I searched about I even found some podcasts about it, actually, because it was, it was all the same time before I even thought about doing a podcast. I listened to, there's a few podcast shows that I listened to that actually aren't around anymore, but reading books and, and doing that. Um, and then I, when I decided, I started thinking, listening to the, the D&D in particular is what got me fired up because I, I need a creative outlet. That's mm-hmm. just the person I am. And, and uh, by listening to the D&D show, the one I listened to, they were great guys, um, critical hit, awesome, informative. They play the game. But I was lacking the entertainment value. They mm-hmm. didn't do the character voices as much. There was one guy that did a little bit. But it was more so playing the game and kind of learning it and kind of dry. So I'm thinking, you know, what I want? I wish I had a show that that I would enjoy listening to, you know. And I'm thinking, you know what? What the heck? 
I can do this. My kids are all hams like me. Yeah. You know, they're all older. I'm thinking, Let, we, we played D&D a little bit. Let's start doing it. So I was in my head. So I got together with all my kids. I have five kids. So I got together, four girls, one boy. I said, let's have a family meeting because uh, dad is getting crazy now. You guys, listen, here's this podcast. You guys know what podcasts are? A couple of them like, oh, yeah, yeah, I listen to them. A couple of them, you know, have no clue. Uh, they all have smartphones, though. So uh, I had to show them how to do it. And uh, I said, well, listen, I want to do this podcast thing. I think, uh, and they all got fired up. And we had this idea of doing a Oh, no, let me back up. Yeah, because before I actually had the meeting, you asked about how I even got started with that. I started searching before I even told them. So let me get some research done. Uh, I had a couple books I downloaded on my Kindle, and I forget exactly what they were at this moment. But I do remember by listening to Ray Ortega, Podcaster Studio. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Podcaster Studio. And then he also has the Podcaster's Roundtable. But I found, uh, you have to help me here, Cliff Ravenscraft. Is that Cliff, right? Yeah, Cliff's actually yeah. scheduled so, to come on so, the show. So that's, that's Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, so he was he was Podcast Answer Man. I heard him on Ray's show. It was actually a couple years back. And it was an older because I was going through his old catalog. And I uh, heard him on there, so I started listening to him. Uh, and then heard Daniel J. Lewis, so I went and started listening to his stuff. And uh, to, and then I finally found Dave Jackson. He was the last one in the group of the of the triumphant or the quad, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and, and learning, just listening to their stuff. And then, of course, even searching in the iTunes or any podcast player, you know, searching in there for their shows. Now I had their whole catalog. I could go in and, and look and say, okay, here's something about uh, feeds. Here's something about how to go, you know, find a host. Man, and, and microphones. And I, I went crazy and just researched everything because, again, and that's my, my way. You know, I'm a psycho in that. I want to have all the knowledge before I jump because I've done stuff in the past where I didn't have all that information. And then you go and you're halfway through and you're like, oh, damn it. I wish I did this. Or I wish I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, shoot, I wish I. Uh, went back, uh, you know, had knew that, you know, I wish I started the network name or I wish I got that name, that domain that we wanted. We're already started with it and I don't have it. And, oh man, why'd I wait? You know, that kind of stuff. So lots of good stuff there. I think it's interesting because you mentioned, uh, I just, I, I just keep listening to the, to the things you're saying and you mentioned that you need to have this creative outlet and it sounds like yeah, your yeah. whole life, it's, has that been the case your whole life that you always dabble in these things? Uh, we, we share the DJ passion. Let me, sh- I don't know if you can see yeah. the, the turntables behind me. Oh, awesome. Old school. Vinyl in the tw- <laughs> in the 1200s. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So every time someone mentions DJ, I'm like, oh, my ears perk up. You know, I've, cool. I've, I've dragged speakers to gigs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. I've had the- vinyl in milk crates and it's just. Yes. Been, yeah. <laughs> and and the mobile stuff's a godsend. Like, it's oh, yeah, so yeah. easy now. It's yeah. crazy. I have the old laptop in the back there uh, running tractor. I don't yeah. do it as much as, as as I'd love to, but you also touched on I think being in a band. So can you can you talk uh-huh. a bit a bit a little bit about your creative journey and and when that started? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, I don't remember the first time. I, I remember middle school. Actually, I don't know why I thought of this. It might have been one of your interviews. You know what? I think I think it was an interview you just did with um, Pat. Oh, okay. What's his last name? Pat Flynn. What's his last name? Pat Flynn. Yeah. yeah. You talked about his past or his stuff that happened to him. Yeah, he's and, a, he's a band. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it got me thinking first time I did something or, or that, I, that I can remember how far back. And I think I remembered middle school. Was my, I did a talent show. I was going to sing. I was in choir since, I don't know, maybe sixth grade. I just love singing. Um, and uh, that, I remember doing that being so scared and just embarrassed. And, and I didn't do it again for a while. But then 
I guess freshman year, um, I started martial arts and that's my martial arts journey. I started building confidence and was more just like, I don't care what people think, kind of became aware of myself and just kind of like, you know what? Um, I should be proud of what I can do and not be embarrassed or think I'm a little punk to let people tease me because I'm in choir. You know, I didn't care. So I started having this different mindset. And, uh, so then I, I, I joined the, um, uh, play. It was the musical. It was Hello Dolly, my freshman year. So I was a background singer. I was a waiter. Hello Dolly. And uh, uh, then I joined a band. I don't ninth, tenth grade, somewhere through high school. Two bands I was in. I remember one my senior year. It was called The Panic because that was in the eighties, eighty six. So it was kind of a new wave type uh, thing. We did covers. And then I got the lead in the musical for The Hobbit. I played Bilbo Baggins wow. in The Hobbit. Yeah, it was a blast. And it's so funny seeing the movies come out now. And I have pictures in my yearbook of me standing there with a sword fighting this big paper mache dragon. <laughs> it's amazing. That's but great. yeah, so yeah, just the bands. Uh, I did some uh, Christian rock bands. I did, uh, you know, got married, started having kids. Again, working, just kind of, you know, nine to five job and uh, daily, da da da, doing my thing. And, but I always needed that creative outlet. So then I remember joining a wedding band for a while. That got me into doing the DJ thing. And the DJ thing was easier. So I did that for years um, because when it became mobile, uh, worked for a company, um, still did some singing. I, I remember singing a couple weddings. So I offer that as well. Uh, I liked weddings the most. I did some kid parties because I was able to get out there and dance and show the kids the dances. And um, a matter of fact, a couple of my older kids, I brought them with me as assistants and had fun with that. Uh, and then, yeah, again, so, um, again, getting, uh, I, I had a martial arts studio in the early two thousands and, uh, we had to close that just, you know, financially just wasn't making it. Um, so that was kind of a little depressing and I was like, oh man, that was my creative outlet at that point. And then, uh, kind of just went to a, a slump, you know, for about a year and just kind of was just working, put my head down, provide for my family kind of deal. And then, and then, you know, inside of me, I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm missing something. What is it? Oh yeah. Duh. My creative outlet, you know, stupid, go find something, anything. So, um, I uh, decided to get into voiceover, uh, and I got to give a shout out to Gravy for the Brain. Uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, you can look them up online. They're from the UK. Mm-hmm. They have some United States stuff, and they get, I was I think it was on Groupon or Link or uh, what do you call that Living Social or something. Oh, they yeah. had some offer for this voiceover class, and it was like a hundred bucks or something. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. What the heck, you know? So and then bam, that just started. I'm like, oh my god, okay, there's a whole world voiceover. I love doing voices and acting stupid, you know, reading books to my kids when they were little and eh, and acting the voices out and all. Uh, so I'm like, let me give it a try. So I started doing that for a couple of years. And then, bam, the podcasting thing came up. So one thing rolled into another. It's interesting how all of the things sort of like play into each other, right? Because there's, you know, yeah. in podcast, you know, if you're creative, then it just makes for a more engaging show. Um, yeah. Obviously, it helps if, if you have a good voice. <laughs> yeah. um, was int- the other thing that I really love was this idea of using a podcast as a as a family bonding experience. Oh yeah. What's 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 that been like? Yeah, it's incredible actually. Uh it's super cool because now they're older and I mean they, we started it when they were older but uh you know the oldest one moved out, the second one uh, they're going to college, you know, but they're local, thank God. So I, I get to see them all the time. So at least we get this one day a week we get to get together. And, uh, oh, like I said in the beginning, we, um, we had a meeting once I figured out how we had to do this. I knew we had to get the website domains. Um, we were going to have to set up because we had a, we talked about it and we said, 
we had all these ideas of podcasts we want to do. You know, interview show. We want to do this ad lib improv show. We want to do the D and D thing. I had this um, this this drama I wanted to do. I had this idea of it, uh, but you know, didn't want to do that yet because that's a lot of work. I've never done anything like that. So I said, okay, well, let's let's start with the D and D one because we're already doing it. That'll be the easiest one to do. And then, man, we get together. We have this. I'd flip the camera around if I didn't if I could, but I'll move the whole thing and probably disconnect you. Uh, we have I have six seats uh, around this. It's a dining room table down in my furnished basement. Uh, I put up some moving blankets. I have temporary like, pieces of timber that I put up uh, that I can take down because the wife will kill me if I, <laughs> if I take over the whole basement. Uh, we have a couch and some chairs, and I have the boom stands and some desk uh, boom arms and you know, figured out how to do that finally. Our first episode, um, we had all mics handheld. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, it's still up. Uh, I edited it like crazy. Yeah, of course. All the moves. Uh, my my, my uh my daughter's boyfriend, he's uh, he's so bad. He's, you can hear the thing <laughs> moving constantly. And uh, anyway, that, that was a fun journey. But yeah, every morning, man, we do it on Sunday mornings. Uh, she brings Dunkin' Donuts on her way over. You know, we have our coffee and the kids get the donuts. And, and then we start. And I'll tell you, it's funny because uh, we try to record for about an hour. It Lately, it's been maybe a half hour show that I get not, I've get i gotten out of it because we're just rapping. We miss each other. We just start talking and having a laugh. You know, So I have plenty of bonus uh, takeout stuff that I, that I put up once in a while. Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh man, it's, it's such an interesting experience. And I, I don't know. Had you ever thought or have you done anything before where you had an opportunity to just engage with your family and, and sort of bring them into your world and, and, and you stepped into their world and that's how you found out like about D&D. So uh, I just love a, a lot of aspects of, of that. Yeah, well, I mean, since they were little, I mean, I could get into talking about parenting and all that, too. So even before we had kids, I had this mindset of how I wanted to raise my kids. I wanted to have 10 kids. I mean, I just thought I was like insane. The wife was like, oh, heck no. Uh, you know, after number five, she's like, that's it. I'm done. Uh, OK, that's fine. So and this happened to be number five was the boy. So that's kind of people always say, oh, you you got the boy. Nah. It sounds like you were already thinking about your um, your your podcast production. Troop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either a basketball team or, you know, no, yeah. Or a podcast. Troop. Or an, right, right. I think you were aiming to get on Family Feud. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Any of those family shows. Right. But yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we've done stuff together as when we were kids. I used to read to them Harry Potter series, man. And, you know, it's, it was perfect timing with them as they were growing up. We'd sit, I'd got every book and uh, I'd read through it, do the voices. We'd sit around in the living room, shut off the TV, you know, every night, like after school, you know, take an hour. It was just fantastic. And playing games, board top games, you know, these um, like European style ones, these newer ones that, you know, these, they're doing at the conferences a lot uh, and started learning about the, all these different games. And then my oldest and her boyfriend, you know, they, they got into it, went crazy with it. So they go to all the shows and they, they buy in these different new games. And uh, that's when, again, uh, they went away to college um, for the first year and found out about D and D, and that's how that started. So yeah, it's it's awesome. It's well, it's interesting. This this I don't know if it's a revival, just a, or a steady interest of, in actual games that you can touch with your hands and board games and and the fact that you're marrying like this digital um, technology podcasting, but you're referencing something that's like old school and i played a little bit with my brother my younger brother got me into it a little bit like D, and i always thought it was great because it's this idea of using literally like your just imagination and, and creating yeah. these worlds 
that you know didn't exist before and every single game is going to be different and uh, i know a couple of friends i think that's still you know that are, are still playing it it's, it's really exciting to see that that not not that everything doesn't have to move into the into digital right we're not going to be in like virtual reality at, at some point there's still some hope that people like the fact that we can have something that we can touch with our hands yeah, and I, I like what I like about D and D is there's so many uh, renditions of it, so many um, offshoots of it. You know, there's there's uh, gosh, I don't even know them all because I'm I'm the noob still. Really, we're playing the fifth edition, which is the latest, newest edition. Okay. You know, they go one, two, three, four, four point five, whatever, and five is the latest one that came out. There's Pathfinder. There's I mean, all these different types with dice. Uh, and and games that, that they shoot off these different companies uh, that make all these different campaigns, and I just love it that you can, however you want to play your style. Uh, I'll play some. I went to a few conferences, gaming conferences, and uh, I didn't like, I didn't enjoy the game D and D that I've loved doing it here with my family, mm-hmm. and I had a lousy time playing it with a few people because they were into it for the stats, like uh, they were just with their head down. They weren't doing voices. They weren't. They weren't doing the entertainment part of it. I'm like, oh man, this is boring. Okay. Like this is, I can't stand it. I, even playing game board games, I don't like Monopoly. Ugh, I'm bored to death. <laughs> I want fast paced. I want multi. I want to be able to play co op together. You know, it's you can do that with a lot of games, but yeah. certain ones. So. It's cool that because some people are into the other side of it, you know, they're, or they're they're not uh, extrovert enough, you know, they can't, you know, loosen up and do the voices and have fun with that or act out another character. For me, and I know my kids, that's the amazing part of it that we like. Um, so for us, it's cool. For other people, it could be whatever they want. So it's good for everybody. Um, when we did our show, I told them too, and they they jumped on board right away. I said, listen, this is going to be geared toward the listener. So we're not just sitting around playing this game. We have to focus on the microphone. Mm-hmm. I want us to get right on there so they can hear us. We're going to improv off of each other. So my daughter, Amara, the oldest one, she's the one that runs the show. She's okay. the game master. Okay. She has this general idea in her head of the main story. And it took us a year to get through the first campaign, season one. Wow. And she just starts and says, okay, here's what's happening. And we introduce our characters. And, and then she um, gives us a kind of, a, okay, you're in this forest. That's how season one starts. Uh, and you guys are going along. You're in your own town. Da, da, da. And all of a sudden, and she gets a little moody, gets close to the mic you hear this wind in your head and then you go and you faint unconscious and then oh you wake up and then you look around and things look different and you see people around you that you don't recognize you see you look over and you see there's a little gnome this little guy with his little hat and his brim and his purple eyes and you look over and you see this girl is a six foot seven foot demon girl with this with this long tail and then you see this human and then we and then now we're here sitting around together we got transported into this other world and then she says okay Go. What do you do? And so we're just like, hello. And my daughter does this one voice. She's like, hi, I'm a Chandela. And she starts acting. She's kind of goofy. And I'm like, hello, my name is Nunu. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, does anyone know how we got here? I don't know. Where did we come? Who are you? And the one guy's my son is the Aeschylus. He's the, the fighter, human male. He draws his sword. He pulls it out. He's like, who are you? What are you people doing here? Why am I here? You know, he has his voice. And, and, and so we improv. We just did that on our own. There's no script. Mm-hmm. And so it's a blast. We're bouncing off each other. And then my daughter, you know, eventually she jumps in and she's controlling the game. And she's okay. Here's what's happened next. You know, you hear this noise over here, and then we react. Who goes there? And, and some, and then we just do whatever. And it's so cool because uh, my daughter Amara that runs the, the game master, so she reacts to us as well. Yeah. So that's why it takes so of long. Course. 
we mess up her her basic storyline every every week, and we'll throw something in, we'll do something else, and she and she just runs with it. And we talk about it afterwards. Like she's like, I had no clue. I had to make up different monsters that are going to because you guys went totally off path. And then it's a blast. It ends up being hilarious. So we're having a great time with it. And do you? Yeah, you must have some guidelines about you know when to cut it off because it's you can't. I mean, obviously these campaigns they ran for a year and you can't have episodes that run for four or five hours. So yeah, yeah we just. I mean, I have we plan on because you know she works. I usually work the night before, okay. like all night. I'm up. I'm exhausted. So she has about an hour that we figure on, and she has to go to work herself. Okay. So we kind of have a set time that we can all meet there and then we just run with it. And then we get to like, Oh, we look at the clock. It's getting close to the end and she'll just say, okay. And we're going to close there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm the host. So I, I grabbed the mic again. Thank you very much for joining us. A quest for magic and steel brought to you by the steel empire. And then, uh, you can find us at, you know, give us our whole rundown. And then we end the show. Little music goes out. And, and so, and then next week, I start the show. I always, when I edit it, it says last time on magic mm, and steel. That, and then, and then you just get a bunch of clips. So I just pick out some crazy, like, Oh my God, what's over there? I didn't do that. And it just clip, 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 clip. So if you're not a listener, it sounds insane, yeah. you know, but if, if you listen to all the shows, Oh yeah, that was last week. I remember that. Oh my God, it was so funny. And I just pull out all that stuff and then it goes in. Hey, welcome back guys. Thanks. We're here to, if you're new, go back, you know, to the beginning and, and figure out who we are. And then otherwise just jump in and join the journey. And then, and then we go hand things over to we might talk about whatever's going on currently that day oh we're going to the movies we're going to see you know the avengers or yeah. whatever yeah okay all right guys here we go and then she takes over okay here you are you're in the woods and then, you know that's how we go it's so interesting because you're essentially creating an audio drama on the fly yeah yeah totally totally and, and, and that's what i enjoy about it that's the fun and that's actually my audio pleasure too that's the shows i want to listen to stuff like that what's been the yeah. feedback it's been real good. I mean, it's not huge though. Yeah. Like I found when we started this, I again started searching other D and D shows. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are other people doing? You know, right away, my first year, I'm thinking, oh my god, what are my numbers? You know, I wait, like everybody, yeah. I guess I hear, and I've heard them on your show. You know, everybody wants another stats. Go to Blueberry, Lips, or whatever. Oh my god, what's my stats? And what am I doing? Every day they're checking it. Every whatever. Uh, how many downloads? How many listens? And then um, uh, if you get any comments or feedback, so. I started looking at other shows, and I found one show that I really love was um, The Adventure Zone. It's mm-hmm. so funny. These guys have been podcasting for a while. They have some other shows they do. Um, McElroy, I think is the name. The, the fam, they're three brothers, and their father does this Adventure Zone. And they do what I like. They do all voices. Well, mostly voices. There's a couple of them. Yeah. And they, they, they're they on the fly. Great story. The, the storyteller is awesome. It's, and I'm like, yeah, this is the kind of show I want. So that's what I was doing, the same thing. So I'm like, yeah, that's right on. And I know they're having a huge success. Um, so I'm happy with it. Um, I started back – once I went to uh, the first uh, MapCon, yeah. I realized, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's just what you're getting out of it uh, if you're enjoying it and you're putting out quality entertainment. And I also realized, too, that, hey, you know, we're brand new. This stuff is evergreen. Our show, yeah. people can go back. And I've noticed that's what's happening. It's been so cool. I mean, I, I have a lot of listeners in, in Germany. Uh, people hit me up on Twitter. And Twitter is huge for us. You know, we're bang, 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 back and forth talking. And I try to stay really on top of that and interact with people. And the D&D community is insane on Twitter. It's really cool. And I'll have people reach out to me. Hey, I love your show. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? Thanks. And I'm like, hey, you know, he's some guy in Germany. I'm sorry for my English. And he gives me this great review on iTunes. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. 
It's just so neat. And, and man, looking at the numbers, you see people in China list down your shit. It's like, wow, <laughs> it's insane. I mean, nothing like the numbers in, in the UK or, or uh, America, but, yeah. but it's still neat to see that. So I'm happy with the way it's going. Of course, I'd love to be, you know, totally, uh, hugely popular and get, you know, um, you know, over 10,000 downloads for every episode, you know, uh, as it comes out. But, you know, we're, we're about, um, when the episodes come out, I mean, we're, we're under a thousand, but we yeah. get, you know, many hundreds that, that download right away. And then the other, you know, they, they're, you know, over a thousand, I mean, over the, after how long we've been doing it, but yeah, uh, I, cool I, for me. I always like to remind people of the median numbers that Libsyn puts out on their podcast, the feed. So I always listen to it cause I want to know what it is. And, and at, I think now it's because of the adjustments in the stats reporting. If you're getting 160 downloads within the first 30 days, you're doing better than 50% of all podcasts. Yeah. And then if you, I think the numbers now, 1200 or 1300 you're doing better than 80 percent of podcasts so the fact that you're getting close to a thousand means you're doing really well um right and again it's not something like i think if you're getting an, an engaged audience that's providing you feedback that's really really what's important because at the end of the day that's what's matter that's what's tangible as much as you'd like to say it's nice to have ten thousand fans like who are they like do you connect with them do you know yeah. who they are do you know their names you know I know names of like my super fans and that's more important to me because they're, they're the ones that I'm speaking to day in and day out. And I'm sure it's the same with you, you know, cause now you have the, you can't help but have those people that listen are in Germany, for example, in the back of your mind when you're telling your stories, you're like, okay, we got to have our A game on. We got to entertain, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, and that's so true, you know, and the mindset changes like from the beginning, you know, and you're hearing all these people, even online on Facebook and the groups, and uh, new people are so worried about this. I want to be on New and Noteworthy. You know, it's, you know what? You finally really, especially going to the conferences. That's the cool thing too. You get with these other peers and these people like you that've been doing it forever, and and your journey and how you started. It's amazing. You learn like, oh, okay, this is cool. And and especially going in the second year, and now I started this other one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cool because I feel like you know I have something under my belt. It's like I'm more experienced, and I'm not worried about. Um, my goal, especially listening to a lot of people. There's a lot of people that I've heard are more entrepreneurial. You know, they're they're into it. You know, trying to make money or yeah. sell their stuff. And I'm thinking, well, that's not me. I mean, I, I'm just an entertainer. I, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, yo, hey, don't don't get me wrong. I want to get to the point where we can make some money on this. I'd love to quit my day job yeah. and just do this full time entertaining. You know, we have a goal to go on Twitch and do it live stream, oh, yeah. just like uh, the big guys, uh, Critical Role does it, so we can record it and then put it out on the audio, and, and you can make money doing that. And there's just a whole bunch of stuff we can do. Um, but you know, I'm still working full time doing that. This is a lot of work and energy and mind energy to, to make it good and, and quality. Um, so I'm just enjoying the journey. I think what's important, David, is the fact that, uh, it is a passion project. And so when you, the time that you do have, like you're really giving it your all. And I think that's why it stands out as a quality product because you take pride in it and, and the fact that this is really something that's, uh, that you're getting enjoyment of, um, that you have like all these skill sets that you had in the past have now been magically brought together for you to be mm-hmm. able because you had to be creative. You had to know technology. You know, you, you had to have some cast members in your, for your show. So it's right. kind of like all these little pieces coming together, which is what I love so much. But you touched yeah. on the, the new show, Arc City. So let's talk about that. Oh yeah. So it's an amazing story. Uh, I had this uh, before we even started this 
podcast thing. I had this, always had this story. Thought about maybe making a YouTube video, like a mini movie, but that just wasn't my thing. So we got once we started the podcasting thing in the in the middle of year one, maybe a few three months, six months in. I kept I've talked to my one daughter, uh, wrote scripts in in high school. She was in the media group. She uh, does the sound for like the musicals when they do their stuff at the high school. Um, so and they're very creative. So the, my two oldest daughters, I got together with them and said, "Listen, I have this idea. I'm thinking we could do for another podcast. I want to get started on it just just because I don't have the creativity part of writing the script." Or taking this vast idea I have and smushing it down into something that can become a book or yeah. an audio book kind of deal. So I uh, we had a little meeting with the two of us and we're talking about it and we started banging out some ideas. And Arc City wasn't brought up yet the name, but we started going with okay. Well, I had this idea of I want a guy that uh, so when the when people listen to it, the fans that listen to it as podcast player uh, in their podcast player, it this it's this guy and it's his first person experience. So as they're listening to it, he like wakes up somewhere and he has this recorder he finds. So let's say you know an H four N, you know the mm-hmm. Zoom thing or whatever. He finds a something recorder, uh, either either it's attached to him, it's on the watch like the Apple thing. It might be a little bit more in the future or whatever. Something happens, or, em- you know, embedded, maybe embedded or something. <laughs> yeah. However, right. So I wasn't sure of the idea that, but somehow it's recording so whenever he turns it on or it's just automatically always recording and he's not sure so we'd start out like is this thing recording me or am i broadcasting live who's listening i don't know hello test test you know and kind of bang on it and then basically there's a bunch of experience that he goes on in life and i had the idea would be kind of post-apocalyptic like maybe you know things happen he went down a bomb shelter and he woke up comes out and uh you know and from there and that's kind of all i had really the general idea we talked about it they went crazy with some of the ideas that this aliens and you could have this and we started talking about and my one daughter was saying this alien tech that's kind of around his arm that he wakes up with it what the heck is this and i'm thinking wait that's like uh, cowboys and aliens was a mm-hmm. movie and the guy wakes up with this thing on his arm he was actually taken and he didn't know what it was i'm like oh that's awesome that's cool and it could even later on he finds out how to use it, it becomes a weapon you know and I'm like oh that's great you know so we started going with all these ideas then here's a kicker though that got me really where okay now it's time to get to production uh, I had a fan uh, who does the After Six podcast, Adam Christopher and his buddy. Um, they they got this show, and he was always a good fan of ours with the Magic and Steel show. And he would do these shout outs on Twitter. He would do – I think he called it a beer run. And he would listen to our show uh, live and be tweeting like, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened. Rashawn just fell in a ditch. Oh, my God. And he just stabbed there right through the belly. Uh, you know, whatever. And just he'll be typing it in. And it's so cool. that li- It's a real neat idea. So we became friends online. We never met. And uh, Facebook friends, blah, blah, blah. Back and forth, we chat. He actually did an interview with me on his show. Yeah. He interviewed with another guy I know. And ended up being one day, I was looking on his Facebook page, and it said writer. I said, what? So I hit him up. I said, listen, dude, here's I had this idea. Da, da, da. I'm not a writer, so I need somebody who wants to kind of put it into a screenplay kind of thing. And I know you're probably busy, but if you have any interest, you know, hey, let me know. You know, uh, could use your help, whatever. And I don't know what that means, writer, you know, what you're talking about. If you're just going to school, if you're writing books or whatever. So blah, blah, blah. He went crazy. We got on the telephone. He's like, oh, my God, I love you guys. I love the Steel Empire. I love everything you do. Quality. Uh, you got your voices. You, oh, I'm with it. I so want to be part of this. And he got me so fired up. Nice, of so we, we had a we had a conference call, him and my two daughters, and we went crazy. He And he is such an imagination. And he made up the name Arc City. I think it was him. Him or I don't know. But uh, he's, he's, def- he's my writer. So he's written the scripts. Uh, we just brainstorm. These ideas come out. And he puts it uh, to paper for me. Well, on 
computer yeah. uh, for me in doc doc format, and uh, and he he gets these ideas, and then I'll go, oh, you know what, this doesn't kind of flow. I throw it back to him. Okay, no problem. And he's it, the collaboration's awesome. He just you know he's in it to win it and just kind of make it the best thing possible. And he throws it at me, and I get it, and I just go in my studio and say, okay, this is how I envision it. And I've been going nuts with it, with the sounds and trying to make the mood of whatever room I'm in. And um, basically, Arc City is a post-apocalyptic first-person thing where um, it is kind of like this end-of-world thing. Um, I, can't, I don't want to give too much out of why or what happened, but basically, um, there's these cities. Mm-hmm. And uh, each country, the big world powers, made these cities because things were happening, which you'll find out later because it didn't happen yet in my show, so I can't say. Yeah. But things happened that make it where the population is being decimated. Okay. So they got these... Uh, there was another movie about... It was like there's these ships. Yeah, there's been a lot of apocalyptic... Yeah, so <laughs> kind of like these arcs. They made these actual boats, okay. and, and they'd get people, like a president was on there, and scientists. So they collected you know, the smartest people or the good-looking people, kind of to, to whatever, or the rich people, yeah. to, to procreate and keep you know, humanity going. And it ends up being they make these arc cities all around the world, and now we're established in the American one, which happens to be over top of Area 51 in Nevada, you know, the UFO sightings place. So there's like this underground bunker and this whole world down there. But we built a, uh, well, whoever runs Arc City built it. They built this big city with houses on top, kind of like a, you know, just a regular town. Yeah. And they bring in people. You're invited or you've been chosen to join Arc City. And they bring these people in. And then we happen to be, uh, myself, I'm the um, lead character who's um, Nathan Alexander and his wife, Karen Alexander. We're brought in because we're scientists. She's the lead scientist on this program, and that's kind of where we're at in Arc City. And now uh, I ended up having to, or Nathan ended up going, undergoing this surgical procedure that he wasn't expected to do. She was the one that was going to do it. It ended up being him. And you kind of don't know why or how that happened yet. It's still unfolding. And and it's <laughs> this part. Can I get still ramble? I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, this part here where we're at, I'm just, there's five episodes out. Number six is actually coming out today. And you find out the whole first season, you're finding out why and wh- why it's him and what yeah. happened. Um, the um, The whole thing's unfolding. And it's the coolest part of this is we're making the website interactive. And there's going to be a little RPG game that's going to give you information that has to do with the podcast. And so you can go on the website, and he actually talks about logging in. There's a, so if you listen to the show, if you're a super fan, and you go into the computer and you find this. And actually, if you go and click on in Arc City, you find the menu button. You click on audio files. It opens up. This terminal pops up. It looks like it's hacked. Wow. And it says, hey, this is Nathan. Uh, thank you. You found this. I've, I was able to hack into Arc City files. And that's how you actually have to listen to the show or you know, go in from there. And uh, and it actually has a phone number. People and I've actually had people call already. <laughs> they call and they're like, "Hey, Nathan, you know, or, or you know, always out loud because that's wow. part of the show." It's a yeah, it's so cool. I'm so excited because it just started. I just imagine that's going to be the huge part of it that it's interactive. You know, so that interactivity <sighs> is so cool and it's yeah, it's so interesting because a lot of times, I mean, naturally. It's not one of those podcasts you can listen to while washing the dishes or walking your dog because then you're like, oh my God, totally. I got to go do something. You but, miss everything. But yeah. it is a little different. And the fact that you engage, like you get people to, I love this idea of Easter eggs and treasure hunts. You know, I'm, yes. I, I grew up on the Goonies. And so like, we love that yeah. shit. Like, it's like, man, like what if I did this and if I found something that someone doesn't know about and like, if I, um, I did something one time where I was engaging with, uh, I, I met some friends and I wanted to create a, a, a nice 
like thank you letter. And I was just going to write a note. <laughs> I, I wrote a note and I said, hey, thanks for connecting with me. And in the note, I said, I gave him like um, a URL. And yeah. the URL was the second part of the thank you. And it was a YouTube video. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Of <laughs> and you? That, of me. And like, hey, back here for part two of the thank you. By the way, if you look on the note, there's like uh, a number of dots in the crease of the envelope. And if you, oh that number, if you take that number and add it to this URL, that's the last part of the message. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was that's like this. fantastic. I just had this brainstorm. I was walking around one day and I was like, yeah, let's see if they'll do it. And then they did it. And then they get to the final one. And then I'm like, okay, if you made it, just let me know. Just shoot me a note in the Facebook Messenger or something like that. And they're like, I did it, you know, or they showed up the card and they were like, made it to the end. And it was just like a little bit of a, a treasure hunt, but it was just fun yes. because it's something like, okay, um, as opposed to just saying like, you know, sending a regular thank you. Just Hey, that is an awesome idea. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, I mean, sure. that we could use that in the show too. Yeah. That is so cool. The Easter egg hunt with the numbers on the URL. Oh, that, that is awesome. It's done. Yeah, if you start engaging like um, like this, the physical stuff, maybe there's something you can do with like the postal mail or something. With that. So, or, yeah, or totally. You can use a tool like Zapier or IFTT to automate. I don't know if you've seen these websites, but they no. automate um, things. So if people send an email with something in the subject to a specific email, it'll automatically send them whatever you want to send them. And oh, so you wow. can send them to a website and then you can create a website that just, just for this with some crazy funky URL that no one will ever find. But the only way you find it is by sending an email. <laughs> yes, that is fantastic. So yeah, just definitely. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Um, that sounds interesting. It's so cool. Like I got to make time for it uh, and get caught up. Ha yeah. Have there been challenges because now you're dealing with a, a scripted series and, and you're dealing with talent and you're dealing with scheduling and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's brand new for me. Um, doing the voiceover stuff has been a godsend since I did that before. Yeah. So I've already been editing and I've already been doing my voice. So I learned how to edit and do some mixed stuff. And I did, I did a, uh, somebody, uh, again, th through our show, they found out about us and they have a comic book, an uh, online comic book thing. And it was real short. And I said, hey, well, you know, how about I do a little audio podcast thing for that? Like, we'll do the sound for it. I'll make it come alive. So I actually did that. And it's on our website, Still Empire. Um, and I have it on there for him. So it's kind of like, and we didn't do anything. It was for no money. It was for mm -hmm. me to practice and mess around with it and do some voices and sound effects. And for him, it's, it's another way for his listeners that can be reading the comic and listening to the audio, uh, played back. And it was a lot of fun doing that. So that was a cool experience. And then I was kind of ready for this. Um, uh, but again, I'm not a professional. There's guys, I found these website groups online on Facebook that are spectacular, and um, I'm slowly learning more. I'm like, oh, man, I, I should be doing this or that. Yeah. The way to do EQ and, and different sound, surround sound stuff that, that I'm, I'm totally brand new to that stuff. But uh, it's been cool because I have a couple of voices. I tell you, just being online, even with the MapCon people, you know, learning, finding the PDC and these other podcast groups. And now I'm on your group, too, finally. Um, but there's so many good podcasting groups and you get to interact and, and be and find out good stuff. I posted on there, hey, I'm starting this new show. Anybody's interested, I'm going to start another, you know, Steel Empire audio drama. And uh, you can just send me a message and I'll, if you want to do a voice for me or whatever, um, just for fun, you know, I'm not paying anybody. If it makes money, I'll absolutely, you know, pay money, pay you off for uh, helping out. But 
you know, if you just want to come in and have some fun, be mm-hmm. a part of it, I'll give you links to your shows or whatever. And I had a ton of feedback. I mean, for me, it was like, you know, it was like 70 people or something. They were like, Kim, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I got swamped. I was like, I think, wow, I, think, I, 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 I believe that. I submitted my name, but I just got lost. I mean, I, I, yeah. I got lost and I, yeah, I got, yeah. a lot of things came up, so I didn't yeah, follow up. totally. That's all right. And it's fine. And, and so I got just a ton of people. It was, it was so cool. Just that people that were able to join that page was like, oh, my God, this is so neat. They fired me up more. Then I went to these other audio drama places, and I you could put up auditions. Mm. And I found some real good voice talent. And um, and I've had been able to record them and get them to do it on their own place because they're they have their own setup. Yeah. And they've sent me this stuff, so I'm all ready for that prior to even putting it out. So luckily, the beginning of this has been me and my daughter did one. Um, so it's been local stuff myself in house. It's been easy. I had the other stuff ready to finish season one, so it, I'm kind of ahead of the game. So that hasn't been much of a burden. Um, and do the main thing I think is. Just being creative in, in the studio by myself. I mean, you're in there isolated. Um, I do like to get out and be around, you know, learning and getting out and doing stuff with my kids. And plus, you're working. Um, just started going back to the gym. Hoorah. Trying to lose some <laughs> congrats, weight. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. I just joined this great gym near me. It's just, I'm so fired up this week. I've just been going every day. You know, they have aqua and the physical. It's, it's been great. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, just real excited about that. That's part of my journey. So anyway, but getting in the studio. And so I have the script. I'll pre-do the script. I'll, I'll read all the script lines. And, uh, and I've redone them a couple of times. I'll get all emotional. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, what is what is that? What? What is that over there? What's what going on? You know, and, I, and I'll, I don't like what that sounds. I have my headphones on, my studio speakers. I'll listen to it different ways. And then I finally get it where it sounds good. Then I just start slapping it into different tracks, uh-huh. the multi-track. And then I'll add some sound effects, music background, whatever. And then I think, okay, well, he's he's in this He's actually in this headspace. He's not even in a real physical room yet. In the beginning, these first few episodes, uh, up to episode six right now, the first season, a lot of it, he's actually almost like in a coma. He's in this um, cryotube thing, and he's not even awake yet. So a lot of stuff's going on in his brain, and the the, the AI computer trying to wake him up and doing stuff. So that's what's going on in this first season. And um, listeners kind of hopefully we'll figure that out as it it unfolds uh, it's just like a movie you know you, you start watching you're like who's the bad guy i don't know you know it's kind yeah. of thought it was him but it's the, the other so it's like that you know it, which is kind of exciting as well and it's funny because being on the outside of it me and the writer adam christopher uh you know we know because we're putting it out and then i'm thinking when i go to produce it man are they they're gonna have any idea they're gonna be like what is this and then not even listen to it so it's kind of hard you want to keep that but then you also want to keep them interested uh, but then you want to keep the drama and, mm-hmm. and the uncertainty going. So it's been tough with that. So where do you get your um, your sci-fi or your your, your, anim- your inspiration from? Like, because um, it sounds like you're drawing on a lot of influences, either from books or movies or whatever. yeah, man. I tell you what. I mean, I read a ton of books now. I haven't been reading as much. I have my Kindle that I carry with me everywhere. So when I have time, I'm sitting at the doctor's office. I pop it out. But I love, even at work, when I had some sitting when I wasn't driving, um, and if I had downtime, I just opened my book. I love, I just love fantasy. I love fantasy okay. stuff, um, sci-fi, stuff like, love Star Wars growing up, anything like that. Anything uh, out of the real world. I mean, I love transporting myself. Again, because of the YD&D, I like just thinking about being in other worlds and just changing what's going you know i live everyday life i'm in reality doing my thing but then i get this chance to step out and become something else or or be part of another world and transfix you know movies i've watched and and the the books and it's just so many and and it's funny because 
I'm not stealing any ideas. Like when we do this, it's totally out of our brain. But obviously, we're influenced by all this stuff. Yeah, so of course. we we come up with these ideas. I'm like, oh my god, that's Cowboys versus you know aliens. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's you know video games. That's Halo. You know these enhanced humans. Oh my gosh, that's Fallout. You know mm-hmm. this kind of world. Of, you know like oh my. So it's just it's just I've experienced all that. So it affects of you course. know what this world we're creating. You know? What what are some uh, books that you recommend for people new new to the space? Oh my gosh, just some of my favorites that I've recommended to my kids. Well, um, the um, Sword of Truth series was okay. great. Uh, it's like, man, 13 books. Wow. Um, there's a problem with it, though. The author, every book, he rehashes like the first three oh. chapters. is talking about what you already read in book one. Ah, so annoying. So I find myself just just <laughs> flipping through. It's just crazy. It's uh, like, why does he do that? He's just, that's it's, just filler at that point, right? Oh my, it's so it's so annoying. It makes me mental. I'm like, because mm. there's authors that don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, this is volume two. Guess what? You better go back and read volume one. And and, and so you don't have to. Like his books, you can just pick up book twelve, and you're like, he because yeah. he's gonna give you all the background information, which is crazy. But that's a great fun. It actually gets a little graphic. It's not for younger kids. Um, uh, it's some some crazy stuff, you know, just killing, and it's yeah. pretty graphic about how they do it. But there's there's magic, and it's it's kind of like Lord of the Rings type stuff. Yeah. But it's some other fun ones, uh, the Iron Druid, uh, I think it's called, and it, that's a fun thing. There's this druid that lived back I don't know how many thousands of years ago. He does so he has magic. He's connected to the earth with these tattoos, but he's alive now. He's like the last one. He drinks this herbal tea or something that keeps him alive, keeps him young. So he's this young looking twenty something redhead guy with this goatee living in modern world so it's oh, neat nice. another one modern world is the dresden files love it it's uh there was even a, a tv show not that great but it sounds, sounds it. familiar yeah yeah the dresden files is a game but uh, a lot of good that's got probably 10 13 books as well but wow. it's a, it's a sorcerer it's magic okay. in the real world he's he's a he's a detective you get hey I, uh you know I lost my daughter I was kidnapped some okay give me something of hers I'll find it. and he's using sorcery magic and he mm. he finds stuff for people he ends up working with a, a police officer in his town and then it gets crazy there's werewolves and vampires <laughs> it's insane but it's fun you know it's, it's fun you know it's it's great humor I mean the way that the author does that you, you mentioned tattoos so I had to ask about the yeah. couple that I've seen flashed on the screen as you move your arms yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah. what are those about uh, what's the story so, there yeah you know my dad was tattooed he had a couple tattoos growing up um i ended up getting my first one martial arts tattoo when i was okay. 17 i got my black belt my dad and i what, both got what, it. uh what type of martial arts it was hard style tongue sudo korean karate okay similar to taekwondo uh, a lot of kicks yeah um that was the first style that we've done and then uh, we had a tattoo you get after your black belt initiation where you beat the crap out of you you get yeah. hit with a stick and beat and, and it was insane the next day you go and get your tattoo yeah. um so we got them we both got them on our right forearm and then right then i got that it just started my hunger i wanted tattoos it's crazy <laughs> people like it's it's true you know you want to get these tattoos once you start uh, and it's not like a weird, uh, like I like pain. I hate it. I actually yeah. don't like sitting there dealing with it. But then I started getting these, I got this other one was my wife. Uh, it's a heart. And then I have like a metal chains going down. I added my kids. It's like a scroll. Nice. Uh, and my kids' names are all the way going down. Once I had my last child, uh, she said, that's it. No more kids. I had the guy fill it in with flowers. So that's oh, that one. Beautiful. Other martial arts, you know, when I had my karate school, I got a yin yang one. I have a dragon going around down into my chest. Uh, and a couple ones on my legs too. Just martial arts stuff. And when people get tattoos, even my older kids are talking about they wanted to get a little one. I said, "Yo, 
don't there's so many people have stupid tattoos and they regret it and that's thank god yeah. you know for me it's been i want something that i know i'm gonna have forever you gotta mm-hmm. be smart like anything yeah. if you really want to do it remember it's gonna be on you for life and you get old and wrinkly you know that's gonna be looking funky so just be aware of that uh and make sure it has meaning to you yeah. make sure it's something special and if it is then cool go for it um because you don't want to get some stupid cartoon character <laughs> i mean i guess if you're a sports fan i see people with the sports teams i'm like oh or the really? uh or the shamrock or <laughs> yeah i mean hey cool you're irish i, I guess if you're some people yeah. have that that mind space yeah. where that's their thing yeah. even, even the, the sports things you know like your home team like yeah you know, that's I'll, a little watch, too much I'll watch a, 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 but that's their thing, though. You yeah. know, just like, I don't know. Would but I get it, a podcasting mic on my chest? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> is, yeah, but it's going to be their thing forever. I ended, I mean, I waited. I, I uh, when I, I was in my 40s already and we were leaving New York. And so I, I have one, only one that's on my arm. Um, and it's a, a visionary artist. His name is Alex Gray. So I kind of designed something that I wanted that was similar using his as an inspiration. So, and it was like four and a half hours. <laughs> it was definitely yeah. the most painful, the most painful things I've ever done. Yes. <laughs> but it, it has a lot of meaning to me. And it's just like, you know, selectively picking. I'm Eventually, I'll probably get something on the other arm. But just like, you know, to your point, I think make it, it's so much more significant when it means something to you. Oh, totally. And then even you have a story behind it. You yeah. know, it's not just some mess on your, like your full body art where it's just, you can't even see what they are. Yeah. Someone asks you, oh, that's so cool. What is that? Yeah. Oh, hey, well, let me show you. It's pretty yeah. neat. It's just like, yeah, it's just like art. Like, let me show you some pictures on my phone. Same thing. Totally. I, um, it's, what the heck was I going to say? I totally forget now. <laughs> hey, I'm just about tattoos. Yeah. It doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> no, it's interesting because I love like where these conversations go. And I, you know, I yeah. don't know. I didn't know we were going to talk about half the stuff we talked about because right. I think it just um, speaks to all the varied interests you have. And yeah. how well-rounded and how as podcasters, like we have a variety of interests and we didn't all get to podcasting through the same path. And I think um, your path is unique, you know, from, unique from the other 150 plus folks I've, I've spoken to. And that's what, sure. what I love. And just I love being surprised. I love being entertained. And I love seeing all the cool things that people are doing with podcasting. So, so thank you for sharing all those stories. Yeah, man. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I love your show because it's different than all these other shows. And it right away when I heard your voice, it was funny when I met you because I didn't expect the way you looked. I never <laughs> saw you. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's him? Because you're just so laid back, this hippie yeah. style. You're like, hey, what's up, dude? You know, I'm just picturing this big hippie, long hair. You know, I picture you taller. You know, I just see this guy like, hey, what's up? With sandals, you know. Jesus, and then I see you man. In there. Yeah, totally. You got that attitude. You're like describing like uh, Jesus. It's hilarious. Absolutely. That's what like, I picture. So, so I got to let my hair grow out, get some sandals. No, get, you're uh... perfect the way you are. It's just it's just a great show. It's entertaining. I love how you take it and you just let it become whatever it is. That's yeah. awesome. So a couple of questions uh, that yeah. you might be familiar with as we wrap up. What's something you've changed your mind about recently? changed your mind about recently hmm hmm i don't know that's that's a good question um changed my mind i get you know what uh, i don't know if i can grasp it in my vast brain is spinning hmm. around uh not that i'm smart but <laughs> just all these ideas there there was something i thought about the other day that i changed my mind just about a a philosophy of life or mm-hmm. uh, with raising the kids or something i forget what it was uh, um Gosh, you know what? I'm not going to be able to remember it. Okay. If you have an hour, maybe I'll call you back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think about it, and uh, we can come back to it if, if something yeah. does come up. What's uh, the one most misunderstood thing about you? Um, I think I kind of I have this look of like this uh, 
head crusher maybe because I have bald head tattoos. So I get, people see me first. The first impression is, and a lot of times I'm not smiling. Usually I'm into my own headspace, and mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of I I'm a people watcher. So I won't be you know I'll just be looking at people. So I kind of look. I might look angry, um, and I'm not. I just you know if I so I kind of when I see people if I make eye contact we go talk they get to know me they know oh he's he's a nice sweetheart he's a teddy bear so that's misunderstood I guess that just you know that that preconceived notions that people give once you see someone so and how has your approach to parenting changed over the years um I've definitely relaxed a little bit um I, I mean it's and I knew that going into it like so when my kids were young I was very strict I was I knew I had the 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 mindset where I knew these little beings are like clay and they are going to be what I help make them be. I mean, I'm not in control of everything, you know, you know, they're, they're God's creation or whatever, but, um, so they have their own things that are part of them. But as, as growing into little humans, we as parents have to take part of that and it's hard work. So I knew that from day one, especially with martial arts too. And actually when I raised them, they were in my karate school when they were little and they knew yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. They always answered. They, man, we take them to the restaurant, even as infants. I mean, they were, people would come up. Oh my gosh, your, your family's so well behaved. And it was these older people. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. And it wasn't anything special. It's just, I knew for whatever reason, I kind of had the right mindset uh, I don't think I'm any special thing in parenting, but I kind of knew going into it that, mm-hmm. you know, when, when the little child goes to touch the electric plug, you know, ah, ah, you know, don't or even smack the hand, whatever. They know not to do that. And then it becomes, I don't have to hit them. I just go, uh, I give them a look and they stop. It's even just like a pet, you know, you just go, ah, and they sit, you know, yeah. same thing. It really, uh, it's in training them up as a, as a little one. You don't just let them run around like an animal. Oh, it makes me mental. Don't even get me started about that. Uh, you know, you have to be, Especially when they're little. As they get older, it's different. You know, they become teenagers. You know, you be there more emotionally for them. You back off on the, the strictness, you know. You still, with, the, with all the, the electronics, you try not to, you know, be, you try to be very aware of that, what they're doing online stuff and being controlled. But as far as just growing and becoming their own person, you got to back off and let them grow. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely learned that. I mean, I didn't, I wouldn't want my kids dating my girls until they were 18, you know. Yeah. I said, listen, I'll let you when you're 18, but I don't want you to date until you have your own career and you move out and don't even mess with boys you know that kind of thing and then i gave in with my oldest daughter she came to me when she was 16 no please you so let's let us i said listen are you can go out as friends you have a group no one-on-one you know because i know how i was as a boy (laughs) i was a madman so i'm like no i know boys are evil you know and then the other ones i backed off it was funny as they got older i learned and grew and, and learned to just you know what Hey, I train them up as children. Yeah. They know how to be respectful. They know right from wrong. And now I just have to let them, you know, I have to back off and let them do their own thing. You got to let them leave the nest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, thank you because you, you just answered the first question. <laughs> uh, did I? Good. Awesome. <laughs> See that? How that works? You're good. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for sharing your time, David. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited we got the, the chance to talk. Like I said, I didn't know where this was going. I just love being pleasantly surprised and um, now slightly annoyed that I have another podcast to add to my queue or <laughs> 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 one or two because uh, Arc City seems like I got I got to deep dive into that uh, to get the full story. I, you'll be happy experience. to know, though, it's it's the real short. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, 10 minutes, five, you know, the episodes are quick, so yeah. it's not bad. That's good. So where's the best place for folks to track you down? 
You know what? I mean, the easiest thing is is the Steel Empire website. Okay. So it's S T E E L and then E. There's an extra E because that's the family name. Steel and then Empire dot com. On there, there's there's links to my Twitter and Facebook. You can find me and talk to me. You know, the Magic and Steel. If you click on it, there's podcasts that we have. It'll have the link to Magic and Steel website. It'll have the link to Arc City website. So that's the easiest spot. You know, where you can find all those uh, other links. And they get to see the, uh, the the picture of your worldwide headquarters. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, which changes every time you log into it. There's a couple of them. I have a big, nice high-rise mirrored building. I have a kind of a wood one. Yeah, it's my, my graphics ability. The, they look really good. I was very, con- right? very convincing. It looks real. That's my headquarters. <laughs> yes, HQ. That's nice. Very cool. Well, we'll, we'll invite folks to go to the website, if only to see um, the photo of your worldwide headquarters. Yeah, let me know if you want it. I'll send you the uh, yeah. the originals. You can put your own name on them. Well, I'm sure you give tours, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, virtual tours. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. And I'm um, looking forward to connecting again. You're going to be at, uh, well, see pet, uh, Podcast Move and then um, yeah. Map, MapCon again. And so this, yes, sir. I'm sure we'll, we'll be running into, other, into each other uh, pretty soon. Fantastic. Thanks Thank again. you, sir. Thank you. Thanks again to David for introducing us to the world of role-playing games i remember playing dungeons and dragons younger when i was younger with my brother my younger brother um i was really fascinated by it and the idea of using your mind creatively and uh, imaginatively to paint pictures and, and and all these things that we see now in game of thrones i mean there were there were dungeon masters doing that decades ago now um and, and it's been interesting um I, I think maybe at some point when i find some time i'd love to probably jump into a and d game or, or maybe even join David on his podcast. That would be pretty interesting. Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil, cedarsoil.com for all the information there. We are a proud member of Podcastica, podcastica.com for the list of shows. Please don't forget to support our episode sponsor, Podbean at podbean.com slash podcast junkies. I've got a doozy of an episode next week for you. It is the one and only Cliff Ravenscraft. <laughs> this is another, uh, the, you know, these are coming pretty frequently now. I've had a, a great conversation with Pat Flynn, and that was important because of um, um, where I met him in my podcasting journey. And Cliff is actually the origin story. Uh, Cliff was the the session that I saw at NMX in January 2014 that really got this whole thing started. <laughs> so obviously we talk about that. Um, he was very generous to give me a full hour of his time. And it just flies by. Um, I really am really excited. That's going to be episode 155. Uh, next episode is going to be with uh, Cliff Ravenscraft. Please make sure you tune into that. That's a very special episode for podcast junkies, junkies. If you made it this far, you no doubt qualify for the retention hashtag. This week, it's Voice of David in honor of the work he does with voiceovers. Uh, so it's hashtag Voice of David, one word. And you can tag him at David O. Steele. So that's uh, at sign David O. Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E. Make sure you get that last E at the end. And we are at podcast underscore junkies. Thanks again for all you do to support the show. I really love you guys. And I love the feedback I'm getting on a regular basis. Take care.